series entitled Freedom Matters. I know where I'm at, Shaniqua, I promise, okay? At all times, at all times. Freedom Matters, and today I want to talk to you about life's roadmap, okay, life's roadmap. Where do you think you might find life's roadmap at, anybody? It's a generic answer. It's Sunday school at its very best. Anybody? The Bible. Good job. Good. Give yourselves a hand of appreciation. You did it, okay? You know, there's three answers in Sunday school that you can always give and almost always get right, okay? They'll ask you anybody in the Bible, okay? You answer Jesus, God, or the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. You're like, you're like almost there, okay? You're like 99 uh, percent almost right all the time, okay? And so that's a good that's a good spot, but you did really good. I'm proud of you. But we're talking about life's roadmap. And Jesus literally instructed us and encouraged us that man does not live by bread alone or food alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And when Jesus made this statement, think about this, he was being tempted of the devil in the wilderness while he was fasting and praying. Amen. And he success, he successfully overcame the temptation, however, not by exerting pure willpower, but by exercising faith and trust in God's word. So let's read together in Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they, who's they? The joys of, of, of those who are following the purposes of God. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it, the word of God, day and night. Those who are going to be blessed of God, they're meditating on the word of God, day and night. Verse 3, they... The same ones, the ones who are going after God's word, they're purposed into God's kingdom. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. Give it one more time. Give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Can you do it? I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I want to show you some things about the blessed man or woman. Every time I say man, I'm talking about humankind. I'm talking about mankind. Am I making sense? Okay. But the blessed man, point number one, the blessed man, okay, has abundant life. God desires for you to be prosperous in every area of your life. Every area. If there's an area of your life that's struggling or frustrating or broken, or whatever that it is, God desires to fix that space and help you with those situations. That's what he tells us in, in the book of 3 John, verse 2, uh, or uh, 3 John 2, there's no, there's no other chapter, it's just the verses right there, it's one chapter, but it says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. So God wants you healthy in all ways, okay, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, amen. He wants you healthy in all ways, and we see that here in the Word. And so the pathway to this life of blessing is found through the Word of God or in the roadmap, okay. Point number two, look at me just blazing through, okay, blazing through, all right. Point number two, people were making fun of me the other night at the XO night. Pastor Mike's like, I'm not going to keep you long. I got 42 points, okay. I won't keep you long today, okay. I really won't. I really, really, really won't, okay. 
I won't tell you how many points I have because I don't want you to make fun of me later, okay? But point number two, the blessed man has joy. The blessed man has joy. Sometimes people wonder what's wrong with me. If you're laughing, I know you're one of them, okay? I know. If you're smiling, I know you're one of them. Come on, somebody. But, you know, you know those people that you just, you, hey, you just like to be around those people. They're, they're fun-loving. They're, they're, they're good to be around. People ask you, hey, man, you know, what, what's going on in your heart? Well, the, the Scripture teaches us that to be blessed by God is to be happy. Amen. I'm not telling you all things are going perfect, but I'm still happy in the state of all things that I'm in. Is that making sense, right? And for many people, being blessed refers to stuff acquired, right? Yet, one can have an abundance of stuff and be miserable. Blessing, listen, blessing is the God-given capacity to experience, to enjoy, and to extend the goodness and the favor of God in your life, whatever form God's goodness and favor takes. It could be in a, a situation of health or in a situation of relationships or sometimes you just start thinking about your kids or your grandkids and you just get a smile on your face because you feel so blessed. Come on, somebody, can I get an amen right there? And that's the goodness of God and the purpose of God. And interestingly enough, the psalmist explains what the blessed or the happy person does not do. Shonda, we were talking about this the other night at XO9. Here's some things that the, that the blessed man or woman does not do. Look at Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm going to read it to you in the New King James Version because I love the way the standard, the, the standard steps out. Okay, so watch this. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. First off, we see it right here. He does not walk or follow the advice of the wicked. Amen? Some people will get counseling from any old place, any old space. Amen? Hey, there's a Ph.D. online. I don't know you. Not going to trust you. Where did you get that Ph.D.? A Cracker Jack box? Only the old folks can laugh about Cracker Jack box, okay? The, the students, they don't even know what Cracker Jack is, okay? It's caramel corn, y'all, okay? We had caramel corn way back. Sorry, I get a little frustrated, amen. I love this. The biblical, the biblical metaphor of walking refers to how one lives, Amen. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So this metaphor refers to how one lives their life. And the fastest way to miss your blessing is to take counsel from those who have regard for God's view on life. No regard for God's view on morality. No regard for God's view on the word. No regard for God's view on marriage. No regard. Come on, somebody help me preach this morning, amen. No regard for the way that God has designed it and purposed it and called it. He's the maker and the creator, the designer of all things. Secondly, he does not stand around with Joel Dixon's. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I We just talked about this. It's... it's it's the core of my being, man, to bully you, okay? 
He begged me the other night not to change. What am I to do? Sorry, okay, point number two right there, okay? He does not stand around with sinners. You're slow, but you're worth waiting on, I'll tell you. The blessed person, listen, this is so good. The blessed person doesn't hang out with people who influence them towards sin and away from God. Am I making sense? When you hang out with those people, you're to be an influence, not be influenced. You are no longer a child. You're still drinking the milk of the word, and you're not eating the meat of the word of what God has called you to be and to do. That's good. Thirdly, he does not join in with mockers, or Michael Collings, you might say right there, okay? <laughs> mockers, watch this, they make light of serious things. This is really important. We see this in our day and age and culture. It's, it's, it's to the extreme right now, mockers. They sit in judgment of everyone. They sit in judgment. They sit. Hello, hello. They sit in judgment. You ever met people like that? Well, you ought to do this, and you ought to paint there, and you missed a spot. Don't forget to take out the trash. Why don't you get up and help me? Amen. That was good right there. They make light of serious things. They sit in judgment. Listen, yet they fail to allow their critical viewpoints to turn back and look upon themselves and say, I'm busy criticizing my husband. But I don't have everything right, but I'm going to criticize my husband. Or I'm going to criticize my wife. She never does anything right. And they never look back and say to themselves, what am I doing right or wrong? Husbands, listen, sometimes you just got to ask your wives, how can I help? How can I be of service? What am I doing wrong? She's got a laundry list of things for you. I didn't realize there was a list, okay? Baby, how can I do better? Boom. Sat fast, come on. Where did she get that list from? It was like on her person at all times, okay? Or our friends, come on. And we, we, we can fail, we, we can fail to turn back and look at ourselves. And I want you to notice this progression one more time. The walking, the standing, the sitting. The one who's regularly influenced by people with little regard for God finds him or herself more and more at home, relaxing with human viewpoints, ungodly viewpoints, and misses God's blessings. Their focus, amen, is not the focus of God. Their focus is not on the focus of holiness. Their focus is not on the focus of God's kingdom, but their focus is, up, is upon self, self, self. And no matter where you turn in the Bible, you'll find that God gives joy to the obedient even in the midst of the trial. Praise God. Right in the middle of the trial. Point number three. The blessed man or woman you're taking notes ladies the blessed man is separated from the world separated if you start listening to the counsel and the advice and the plans of the ungodly 
you will soon be standing in their way of life. You'll be standing in the way of their lifestyle. And finally, you will sit down and agree with them. Strong as horseradish right there, I'll tell you. You'll sit down and you'll agree with your enemy. You'll sit down and and, and agreeing with them. Listen, agreeing in that space, it denotes captivity. Sitting down agreeing with them denotes imprisonment. Sitting down agreeing with them denotes confinement. Amen. But walking denotes liberty, and walking denotes deliverance, and walking denotes advancement, and walking denotes forward motion. Walking gives us liberty, and the only space you're going to be able to walk in the purposes and the blessings of Almighty God are found in Jesus Christ. Somebody help me this morning. The blessed man, point number four. The blessed man is saturated with the word of God. That's a Greg Smith word right there, Smitty word. Saturated. Saturate us, God. I hear him pray it. All that saturate us with the Holy Spirit. Saturate us with the Holy Spirit. I love that. It says the blessed man is saturated with the word of God. He not only reads the word daily, but he studies it. He memorizes it. He meditates on it day and night. Amen. His mind is controlled by the word of God. Consequently, he is led by the spirit of God and he walks in the spirit of God. And meditation is to the soul what digestion is to the body. And it includes contemplating the word of God, chewing on the word of God, applying the word of God to your mind, body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And that becomes a part of who you are. It becomes all that you are. Amen. I love this. I love this. This is so good. Let me, let me, I got to sneak back here for just a second. People have problems with memorization. They have problems with, Pastor Mike, I can't memorize the word of God. I'm going to be talking about it, continue talking about it, all right? But here's a good spot for it. Here's a great spot for it. People say, I can't memorize anything. I can't memorize anything, really. You guys ready? Take me down to the paradise city with it. Take me home, yeah. Good spot right there. It's a good spot. Sweet Caroline. Good times never felt so good. You know, all right. Just can't get him to stop now. You can dance and you can jive, having the time of your. Pastor, I can't memorize anything. I I really can't. Really. Don't stop believing. Come on. Hold on to streetlights. People are like, I, I don't know the rest of it right there. I just felt the. Amen. Tonight, we are. Come on, set it on fire. We're going to 
Is the point been made quite yet? Because I got more songs. Amen. Uh, I lost my notes. Amen. He memorizes the word. He memorizes the word so the word can have advancement in his or her soul. Amen. Point number five. The blessed man is situated by living water. He lives there. In this young generation, this young culture, he stay there. Huh? That's where he stay. Huh? He's situated by living water. Now, this is so powerful because in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, water for drinking is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a picture of what you need daily to live. They, they now have, this is awkward and I apologize, but I saw this the other day. There was this paper in the restroom to tell you how dehydrated you were compared to looking at your own urine. I don't know where I was at, but that's what they had on the wall. <laughs> May have been Joel's house. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Where were we at? Where were we at? S be serious, okay, for just a few minutes, all right? I'm trying to get through this, okay? This happens to me every now and again. You guys just kind of roll with it, okay? I apologize. Psalm 1-3, the scripture says that the godly are compared to these trees who are planted along the riverbank because they're getting their sustenance from God the Holy Spirit. You don't just pick a tree up and move it. A tree doesn't just get up for the weekend and head out, okay? All right? Or a tree doesn't just get up for the weekend and leave. It's not even Father's Day. It's not even Father's Day. But they're drawing strength. They're drawing strength constantly from that space and that stream that they're planted down into. And they've got their roots down into the water. They've got their roots down into the Holy Spirit. And the world is a desert. Amen. And it can never satisfy your deepest of needs. And unless you spend time daily in prayer... Daily in the word, allowing the spirit of God to feed you, you will wither and die. Amen. Somebody say a good amen right there. So you plant your deep, you plant your roots deep down, and you let them get deep into the things of Christ so you can draw up on the spiritual water of life so that you'll be fruitful and successful in your faith according to scripture. Amen. Point number six. This is so good. It's so good right here. The Word of God brings true success. Amen? Success doesn't happen in Hollywood. Success doesn't happen on TikTok or YouTube. Amen? According to Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 through 8, I don't have time to, to read all the scriptures, but that's your homework. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. God commissioned, commanded Joshua to achieve three things. Okay? Number one. Lead the people into the land. Number two, defeat the enemy. Moses conquered two kings. Joshua conquered 31. 
He's a military man. Come on, somebody. He's a military man. And Joshua conquered these kings. The next thing, it said he wanted Joshua to claim the inheritance, to go into the promised land. Go get what I have given you. Go get what I have installed in your life. Go get your inheritance. Amen. So Joshua, God gave him these three specific promises for each task. And God promised to enable Joshua to cross the river and claim the land, to defeat all of his enemies and to assign the land to each tribe as its inheritance. And Joshua accomplished all that God had purposed him to accomplish. I want to live a kind of life that Joshua lived. Powerful stuff. God didn't give Joshua explanations as how he would accomplish these things because Joshua, just like all of God's people, have to live by faith. We have to walk by faith in the promises of God. Do you see the walking? Do you see the step? Do you see the progression forward? Do you see that? Amen. And the lesson for us as part of God's family is clear. God has given you all spiritual blessings in Christ, and we've got to step out in faith and claim them. Amen. Joshua's strength and courage came from meditating on the word of God, believing its promises and obeying its precepts. And Joshua had to take time, listen, just like we do, Joshua had to take time to study the word of God, to read it, to make it a part of his inner person through meditation. And each and every time they, they, they give these words like this, it's so powerful that you pay attention to every word. Pay attention to every detail in Scripture because the word meditate in the Hebrew is translated to mutter. To mutter. To repeat over and over. To mutter to yourself. Amen? To, mutter, to, to, to quote. To mutter over and over. Right? Some of us do it like daily affirmations, you know, like, you look good. You look smart. You're on level 48, baby. Come on. Right? You know, you, you, do, these, you do these things. You kind of mutter these things to yourself, right? Or you mutter things like, God is good. God is faithful. God is kind. God is forever. God never changes. If he did it for them, he's going to do it for me. If he did it for them, he's going to do it for me. If he did it for them, he's going to do it. They'll mutter things. Come on. And it was the practice of the Jewish people to read scripture aloud, to talk about it around and about those around them, and to talk about it to one another. Amen. They talked about it to themselves, and then they talked about it one to another. And it explains why God warned Joshua this book may never depart from your mouth. Do you see the muttering? Do you see it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We, we mutter these things. We quote these things because it's good. It's so powerful. Amen. In our lives as Christian believers, prosperity and success are not attained by following the standards of the world. These blessings are the byproducts of our lives when we're devoted to God and devoted to his word. Somebody say a good amen. Praise God. And finally, number seven. How can, look here, the word of God brings cleansing. The word of God brings cleansing to your soul. Number one, uh, excuse me, Psalm 119 and verse nine. The Bible says, how can a young person stay pure? How can we stay pure in this age of click and look pornography? 
How can we stay pure in this age and in this space where the, the, the devil's trying to destroy us and confuse us and re-identify us? How can, we, how can we get into this space? Well, it says, how can a young person stay pure? Look at verse 9. By obeying God's word. Do you see it? There's a standard. It's perfection. It's God's word. Amen? Verse 10. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands, God. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. He's talking about memorization again. You got, the, you got the illustration, okay? And not only does God's word promise to bless you and make you successful, it also promise, promises to cleanse you, okay? Teenagers, teenagers, listen up. Just like you need a bath in order to get clean physically. Come on, moms, I was looking for your help right there. Son, you're changing these days, okay? You need this thing called shower and deodorant now. But mom, I know you didn't need it early on in life, but today's a new day, son. Amen. Amen. You need, you, you, you take a bath in order to get clean physically. You also need to get clean spiritually. And that comes from the word of God. The Bible says the washing of the word. And some of us need to. Go ahead, put it on high hot water, come on. Go ahead, put extra heavy duty load, come on somebody, right? All the sin or the turmoil or the depression, we put it in it when we're washed by the word of God. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26, the Bible says Jesus cleanses the church by the washing of the word. Jesus said in John 15, 3, that you were clean, purified by the word that he speaks to you. And then finally, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 we escape corruption that's in this world by God's great and precious promises. Verse 9, I love this, where we were just at in Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young person stay pure by obeying the word of God? Verse 9 is talking about obeying and keeping God's word is, is referring to setting up a careful watch like a guard. Like a black ops guard. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like a black ops guard that's out there to protect, that's guarding a precious treasure. The word of God is like a security system over your heart alerting you when the enemy's trying to get in. And when you feel that nudge, you feel the voice of God speak to you, wake up and say, hey, listen, the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to me. Amen. So here's some tips, here's some quick tips for reading your Bible. Number one, ask the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. Ask Him to be your counselor. Ask Him to be your guide so that you can learn the will and the ways of God. It's so powerful. Be humble before Christ. Scripture says, humble ourselves before God. That's my part, to humble myself before God. His part is to exalt me so He can use me for His kingdom. Amen. But I have to humble myself. Acknowledge your need for God to reveal the truth of God's word to you. Number two, and all of these, if you go back in your notes, they'll coordinate with one and one, two and two, three and three, four, four, five, six and seven. Anyways. Number two, accept what God is saying to you through the Bible, through his word. 
For faith comes by hearing the word and hearing the word of God. The word of God has the power to change you from the inside out if you'll be teachable, if you'll be quick to obey its commands. Amen. I love this right here. The more you read God's word, the more your faith will grow. The more your faith grows, the easier you will find it to obey God. And the more you obey God, the more that you and I become like Jesus. Amen. Point number three. Speak, your, speak scriptures out loud to God, to yourself, and to Satan. you got to let him know every now and again where you still stand. I love that. That's, that's what we do when we become saved or we walk, uh, we, we walk into water baptism. Amen. We're letting the devil know where we stand. Praise God. So use scriptures in your words of praise, your worship to God, in your prayer time. Speak sp uh, scriptures, memorize scriptures to feed your spirit, build your faith, and release divine purpose. Every now and again, I've got to remind myself I'm a child of God, called of God. i got to remind hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a child of God, called of God. Ain't no devil in hell going to treat me like this. God has given me ability. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me is going to fall. Amen. Because of the word of God, the purposes of God. Amen. And declare scripture to Satan to resist his attacks just like Jesus did. Who's our example? Jesus. Amen. He's our example. Number four, meditate on the word. The words of scripture are health and life to you. Study, prayer, and contemplation of the word of God are not extra activities for super spiritual Christians. Hello? They are for all believers everywhere. Amen. Okay. Number five, respond to what you read in God's word by putting it into practice. If we listen to the word but refuse to do what it says, we have no practical application of the word of God in our lives. It's like this. Your wife, you, you ask your wife or you ask a family member, you ask a friend, hey, how can I be a better friend or how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better, a, a better spouse? What, what can I do better? And they give you real raw feedback. And then you don't change. Now, I don't know about you, but the levels go up, George. They go up. The levels go up if you miss the mark. Amen? It's just like that. Praise God, we're paying attention here to what God is saying to us. Number six, write down what God has impressed on your heart and your mind in your Bible reading. I, I love to go back and write some things down. Maybe I've journaled or uh, most of it's on my phone. I don't know about you. It's on my phone. It's in the iCloud. It, it's, it's across all my devices, okay? And, you know, you get in there and you can like pull it back up and be like, what, what was I thinking? What, what was this quote about? Man, and, and God will encourage you in that space. He'll encourage you as he answers prayer for you. It becomes inspiring and encouraging, amen? It'll build your faith. Number seven, memorize verses from Scripture, okay? We don't like to memorize or we make the complaint that we're unable to memorize, but Pastor Mike just proved to you that you can to memorize. Amen? You can memorize God's word by listening to it, by reading it over and over again. Amen? Because memorization is an extremely valuable tool for putting the word of God into your heart where it matures you. Will you stand with me all over the building this morning? The Word of God, our roadmap 
our roadmap, praise God, for growing, our roadmap for our journey, our roadmap in our faith. You might say, Pastor Mike, I've never heard some of these practical things before. And as you were speaking and ministering, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my life saying, hey, I, I want to have a relationship with you, son or daughter of God. God may have been speaking to you and said, hey, I want you to have a relationship. I want to have a relationship with you. And you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord. I don't know him as my Savior. If that's you this morning, would you just slip your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. I don't know Christ as my Lord. I don't know him as my Savior. That, that's me, Pastor. And I want to say yes to Jesus this morning. I, I need to say yes to him. Is there anyone in the house this morning? I don't want to embarrass you. That's why we gather together. That's why people are being baptized. They've committed their life to Christ. And they've said, hey, I'm going to tell the whole world that I've committed my life to Christ. So we, we, we walk into water baptism. That's exactly what we're here to do this morning. Not just in that space or in that place, but so that we might be a strength and an encouragement to you. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you've just been really discouraged devil's been chasing after you and you just man you you just feel like you you don't know where you're even at right now well God knows right where you're at son or daughter of the most high God he knows right where you're at he knows what you're dealing with and he is willing and ready and able to help you and to strengthen you as you call upon his name as you reach up and you reach out and you say God I need you to do a work in my heart and do a work in my life will you bow your heads for just a moment this morning you say, Pastor, I need God to do something in my heart. I need God to do something in my life. I've been a little depressed. I've been a little discouraged. I've been a little defeated. And the Word of God has just quickened my heart and quickened my spirit today. And I realize that I could call upon the name of God, that God's going to help me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to encourage me. He's going to empower me. If that's you this morning, can I just see your hand? Nobody's looking around. It's just me. God bless you, young lady. 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 God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hands all over the building this morning. Just been discouraged. Pastor, I, I've been, I, I felt defeated. I, I want to pray with you right where you're standing this morning. Let's call upon the name of Jesus together. Will you just slip your hands up all over the building this morning? It's just a universal sign of surrender. It's just a universal sign of surrender, and that's why we worship God in this way. We just slip up our hands, and Scripture says to raise up holy hands before God. Let's pray together. God, I'm so thankful for your people. God, for your children today, God. I ask you today, God, to encourage, God, Lord, to strengthen, God. God, those that the, that the devil is trying to destroy, those that the devil is trying to devour, those that the devil is coming along, God. God, trying to, trying to come against them as an enemy, God, of you today, Father God. I pray, God, that you'll bring strength to their soul, God, that you'll bring encouragement to their spirit, God, right now in the name of Jesus, God. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, God, we know, God, that you are exceedingly able, God, to perform all of these miracles, God, all of this strength in our hearts, all this strength in our lives, God. And we ask you today, God, to touch every heart and to touch every life today, God. God, if there's any sick that might be among us today, God, that you'll bring healing to their bodies, healing to their minds, healing to their souls, God, because you are forever faithful, God. God, and you heal, God, and you deliver, God. 
God, and you encourage and you inspire, God. We bless you today, Father. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in this house, all that you're doing in our hearts, God, and all that you're doing in our lives, God. Make the difference in us today, Father God, so that we can go and make the difference in the world around and about us. And we're going to bless you, and we're going to thank you, and we're going to praise you for it. In Christ's wonderful and powerful.